da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. What's going on, man fam? It's Richard. I know. It's not uh it's not the voice you normally hear. I know. That's how I'm used to it. Yes. yes. Every night. Every night or every morning when I first wake up, my wife just boos me. I'm just like kinda of coming out of it. But no, yeah, we, we are here this week. We've got uh we've got some of the crew here. Uh, we don't have Kent this week. It's it's NFL time, so you know he's 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 busy with that training camp. It's a kind of a hold on, let me put on my sunglasses. Hard knock life. <laughs> Ah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, are we really missing Kent with jokes like that? Um, <laughs> no, no. Kent's but not here to stop our fun. We can do and say whatever we want. Exactly. He'll, there's no way he'll listen back to this before he edits and puts it in the uh, puts it in the the feed. So Absolutely. anything you want to get off your chest, go for it. So much. <laughs> so we've we've got uh, we've got the crew here for well, we've got Brian as you've heard, and uh, you may have heard it's a DC movie. So we got Batman Shane in the mix, <laughs> filling in, pitch hitting for Kent, uh, and, and bringing that DC uh, knowledge. Because I've seen, uh, I don't know, like 11 of these now, and I have no idea what's going on. Because they've <laughs> changed timelines on me. And things. I mean, it's, it's uh, it, is this a sequel? Is it not? I don't know. You know, that whole kind of thing. So he's going to talk us through the logistics. And uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go out on a limb that Shane probably liked this quite a bit, which is good. And... Uh, and yeah, so it's 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 DC. So so Brian, you kind of want to you want to fill in if you are a kind of casual list, listener of this show. Do you want to fill in the uh, <laughs> the what happened making this, why this is made, and and you know the James Gunn of it all for a little context? Yeah, I mean Shane, <laughs> jump in at any point because yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think the average the listener knows kind of where I stand on on. DC as a whole, um, like Suicide Squad, the David Ayer one, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, which I'm sure will be, yeah, just assaulting our eyeballs at any moment. Um, <laughs> Ayer cut, yeah. That movie's freaking terrible, like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, I was at a kid birthday party, mm-hmm. which is a real downside to having kids, by the way, in case you guys are. Thinking about having kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, a, a buddy of Cooper's had a birthday party this weekend and we were there and uh, some friends were talking about how much they love Suicide Squad and they're like normal people. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? What do you mean? And they uh, just, you know, and I, I never do that. I am never like, I'm very wary of being like, well, I have a podcast. Therefore, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong about the movie you like. But I was just like, guys, what are you talking about? The movie's terrible. It's so bad. I, I can't. I just can't fathom anyone uh anyone liking that movie. It's it's unbelievably Shane. bad. Shane's you know, yeah, he's bought well, he, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you know, know what? Even Shane Shane, when you give that like an F, you hated that movie, right? Like you you were super down on Yeah, I mean look, I don't remember what I gave it on the show originally when that movie came out, but in preparation for this movie, I watched I rewatched it about two weeks ago. And that, then that movie is absolutely atrocious. It, it fails at the very basic level of, of like filmmaking from a technical standpoint.
standpoint, from a screenwriting standpoint, um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's an embarrassment of a film. It's really, really bad. It's, it's absolutely an F minus minus. I don't know what I gave it on the show originally. I, I think I was probably trying to be generous at the time. Um, but now with the benefit of hindsight and now with the benefit of seeing something alternative, uh, I can definitively say that, yeah, that movie is, is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. yeah. And I rewatched it this, this last week too, cause I'd kind of forgotten. I, I don't know. I don't know why I did this. I do know because my wife was out of town and I had free time to kill. Always and dangerous I with Brian. Yeah. I'm a masochist, you know, and I just was like, yeah, fine, <laughs> whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch this thing. And it's, it's, it's even worse than I remembered. It's just, it's so, it's so bad. So I think Leto, to answer your Leto, original though. question. <laughs> so there is a bright side. Gosh. Um, just. Jeez. I mean, it's really not even oh. a movie. It's a, it's a two-hour yeah, yeah. music video, right? I mean, it's just so many Awful. needle drops and, it's like, awful. montages that it's like, what is going on I'm, here? I'm you know, not, there's, like, there's hardly yeah, any genuinely, story. Like, I, you know, again, I, I think Batman v Superman is just an absolutely awful movie. Like, the worst movie I've ever seen, except for, like, Battlefield Earth or something. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so terrible. But it from a structural standpoint, makes so much more sense than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is one of the is a is a film only in name only like it just it just makes absolutely no sense narratively um so anyway i i think that the gist of production on this is hey we like this concept um the movie made a lot of money that first suicide squad somehow won a freaking oscar somehow um and I, in the know, meantime I the, the harley quinn like, movie did well and it was a little better yeah. received i mean Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So I think the, the, the gist of it is we want to be in the Suicide Squad business, but we, we certainly don't want to be in the, the David Ayer business um, with, with this his version of, of the Suicide Squad. So would anyone notice if we just made another one, slapped the on the front of it and kind of pretended like the first one didn't happen? Is that can we get away with that? Um, and then you get the opportunity to to bring in James Gunn because James Gunn got fired from Marvel because uh Disney could not understand that they were being trolled by a, a a Twitter troll and um and because James Gunn said some disgusting things in his past and stuff like that. So DC certainly Warner Brothers jumped on the opportunity to get James Gunn in here to to make this movie. Um I think that you can see I think you can see why. Like he fits well, right? With this this kind of I just Ramona Shelburne. Sorry. Sorry Richard. Um you can see that he he kind of fits in this world. And uh, can do can have some fun with this these characters and stuff. And so, anyway, that's how we wound up with 2021's The Suicide Squad, also available on HBO Max. And I think, and Shane again, just you know, correct if I'm wrong. Like I kind of think we're just pretending like Suicide Squad didn't happen. That seems to be the the gist of this. I, I mean, there's like very light connection in terms of. Um, Harley Quinn to that movie, but they they don't really reference anything from it. So I I don't know. I I I assume that we're kind of just moving on as if this movie that 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 first movie did not happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only connection. Uh, let me just be clear: you don't need to see the first Suicide Squad movie to understand what's happening in this movie at all. Um, the movie does a pretty good job of, of setting that up. The only brief, brief moment of connection to the first movie is that at the beginning of the film, when Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang see each other, 
they greet each other like they know each other and they've seen each other before. That was realistically the only connection, direct connection that I made to the first film. And so that's just a brief passing uh, one second moment. Uh, Richard, did I miss anything? Did you catch no. anything that was kind of a connecting thread? <laughs> <No>. there? <laughs> it's hilarious that you would ask. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I was very confused with that. You know, I saw an interview uh, with with the cast and with James Gunn, and he was like, "Well, that's why we just did the 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 because it's kind of a, you know, he doesn't want to come out and say I re- this is replacing David Ayer's movie that hundreds of people worked very hard on, um, <laughs> right? But wink, it is. But yes, also it is though. That's why we put a V on it. And you're going okay. Th- that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I'll go with you on it. I don't know how they'll both exist on the HBO Max library for forever. Like, you know, <laughs> it'll be interesting how those are presented. Um, right. Yeah. Things like that. But but yeah, no, it was it's certainly a standalone movie for sure. I was trying to think if there was any yeah. really like, uh, you know, precedent for this kind of uh, reply. I'm, I'm shocked that there's no Twitter army that's like begging for. This is Ayer repl- David Ayer replacement things like that you know some mm-hmm. the, the, some version of the Snyder cut peeps but uh, but yeah I mean it definitely is a more you know this these characters especially Harley Quinn they do sort of lend themselves um, to that that music video style directing it's 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 sure. all very almost cartoonish and I don't mean that as an right. insult at all mm-hmm. I, I mean that just the the style of it. But this was the aesthetics, yeah, of it, for sure. And but this was much more. And Guns got that as well as we've seen. Um, but but also has you know we don't see, we haven't seen it, it you know with Guardians. But when you go back to Super and other films that he made earlier in his career, a real dark side to his filmmaking as well. So um, to the point mm-hmm. where when he got announced as part of the MCU, I was kind of confused by it how that would work. And obviously, it worked great with with the Guardians film. So. Um, but yeah, he, he he is sort of perfect for this, and it, it, and and sensibility wise, it it worked really well. I I I thought this was a really well executed executed movie, um, and not that I need any big you know uh, things out of it, but I I still was kind of confused as to what the point of it was, <laughs> like what what it's building mm-hmm. towards in terms of the overall story was where I don't mean obviously all all movies are pointless if you want to look at them cynically. What is the point of anything? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was a, I was still came in, come out of this confused with because you know obviously we've had our people think it's like criticism of DC. It's not. It's like criticism of Warner Brothers, like structuring these like kind of almost competing storylines and like putting out a fire to fix one thing, but then opening up a whole new can of worms with five other things. I didn't think this solved that. We'll see if like the Batman does, and we'll see if other things do later on. Uh, but it's certainly like, hey, look, they've made a few good movies now like that's what always good um with with wonder woman and and uh the harley quinn movie was a big improvement on the first suicide squad this continues that trend so at least there's a trend now of like baseline competency but i still think it's very rushed in terms of what the overall narrative is going to be what are, what are your thoughts on that brian sure. yeah i i understand uh the, but also i'm stupid on this stuff so it might be very obvious no I'm, no i i think i think this is that i agree with you i think it goes beyond because i'm 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 like somewhere between you and shane on this kind of stuff it's like i have some knowledge of of 
the, these comic book movies and what we're doing and like the, 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 the concepts and the, the timelines and all this sort of stuff, but I'm not like a comic book guy and I did not have, we've said billions of times, I had no, beyond like just the vague knowledge of that there, that there is a Hulk and an Iron Man and stuff like that. I, I knew nothing about Marvel uh, characters for the most part before, outside of the X-Men before they, you know, before the MCU started and I knew way more with, with the DC and then my allegiance has, has swapped movie wise because because uh, those movies have been good, and and these have not um, typically. <laughs> so, look, this is a. I, I'll be interested to see if this is like how this launches a franchise, because we know they're they're obviously every studio is trying to make a franchise with basically every single movie they make. So you know they have plans for the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad Part Two or whatever. But um, I'll be interested to see how it, how it launches, what they do with with the remaining characters, what new characters they bring in, all this sort of stuff. But I, I agree with you. Like it doesn't, and this, I'm okay with this by the way, but it doesn't necessarily, uh, advance the, the DC extended universe so much as it kind of like sits there as a standalone kind of movie. And if that's what it's going to be, I'm actually kind of cool with that. Like that actually might be the best plan. Um, yeah, Brian, you, forward, you almost just know. took the words yeah. like right out of my mouth there, dude. I mean, that's, that's, it seems to me that DC has finally come around to list taking our advice, frankly, because we all talked about this like five years ago that after Batman v Superman kind of fell flat and then Justice League, you know, happened in 2017 and it all started to blow up. It's like, stop trying to do the universe thing that Marvel does. They've already beaten you at this game and they're 10 years ahead of you at this point. So you're never going to catch up. Stop trying to do that. So start making movies like this, start making movies like birds of prey or start making movies like Joker. Cause regardless of whether you like them or not, they're just one movie and then it's done and you just move on to something else. Stop worrying about how everything's going to connect and make a bigger thing you know, and just make a good movie and just let it stay as that, right? You don't have to worry about the, the next six movies. Just make a good one and let that one rest, you sure. know? Sure. Yeah, and I think we're probably, I mean, I again, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea to just have something, even if this is a, a franchise of its own, but just kind of stays separate from the rest of, of all these movies. I think there's something that could, that might be the best thing for both, the DC universe as a whole and for this, this franchise, because I mean, you can do all kinds of, clearly you can do all kinds of weird stuff with these because no one has any attachment to any of these characters. I mean, I say no one, I'm sure there's, there's people listening that, you know, freaking love peacemaker or whatever, <laughs> like the polka dot man, you know, <laughs> but like, but in general, the mass audiences don't don't care about those characters. So you can you can do right. you can kind of take you. There can be stakes if you want them to be, or you can just kind of do weird stuff with with them or bring in more. I mean, we all kind of knew. I assume when we saw the the character posters and the trailer for this thing. I mean, I feel like on their on our Discord, the main the the immediate reaction was like most of these people aren't making it out of the first ten minutes. Like we just knew. They're going to yeah. do this whole thing and they're going to kill off a whole bunch of characters at the beginning and stuff. Um, and that's spoiler alert. That's exactly what happens. Um, but that's fun. Like, I, I mean, you can, you can do some stuff like that if the, your, the characters are not 
Batman, you know, and Aquaman right. and, and stuff like that that like actually matter to the rest of this universe. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the plan is moving forward, like I said, but if you're if your kind of core is Harley, um and by the way, best use of Harley ever. Yeah. So far. I mean, that was yeah. this was the first time that I ever was like, I don't actively loathe this character, or at least loathe like how this character came about and how they're they're using her and stuff like that. She's she's really good. But like, yeah, if if the if the basis of of this series is Harley Quinn and uh, uh, I'm looking it up. Sorry. Bloodsport. Cause I get him confused with all the others that are the exact same kind of character and whatever Rick flag. Although, you know, he might have some legal stuff in his personal life that will prevent him from being a part of these. But like, you know, if, if the basis are, are, and rat catcher too, or whatever. If if that's kind of the basis, and we just bring in more random superheroes from the litany of options or, or villains from the litany of options and the whole DC, then that could be that could be kind of fun. I can see how that works. Well, my problem will come in. I would suspect is when we try to cross this over with whatever the the next phase or iteration of the the rest of these DC movies are, and I will. I have feel like they will likely not do that well just based on um experience of <laughs> you know i mean that's something like the, I, again i'm not going to keep going back and forth forth to the marvel movies but like if this is the guard it, and maybe it's just this is lazy on my part because it's the same director but guardians integrates really well into the marvel universe but it also it does so because those a the 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 characters are really good that movie's very good um and b kevin feige um, has proven to have an understanding of structure and stuff that the Warner Brothers right. folks really haven't this at this point. So, anyway, right. I'm sorry we I went I went way long on on that original question, Richard. But the I, I I I had fun with this in general. I've plenty of like complaints or 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 nits to pick or or whatever. We'll get to but those. like I'm sure, yeah, yeah. But it's a massive yeah. step up on a lot of the things that that this that this production company has done, the studio has done with, with these movies over the last decade plus. And, um, there's things to be learned from this one as, as far as like, Hey, this worked. that's a positive. I just, you know, do we think that they're going to do it is, is the, the thing that, that will always kind of be a holdback for me personally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, you know, the, these are some fun characters, you know, gun really thrives in that that world bringing this some the right amount of humor you know the 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 the, the thing that um <laughs> this actually i read this quote today i'll actually read it today it's a clive james quote but uh the thing that about these movies in the beginning stages was how humorless they were you know it's like you have these yeah. big crazy yeah. you know beasts and things like that and superheroes and stuff and it's just like really really dour and and things and that's one thing that 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 marvel did well that but that gun does really well since already a lot of humor, but um, common sense and self-awareness, pardon me, self-awareness and sense of humor are the same things moving at different speed. A sense of humor is just common sense dancing, you know, it's this great quiet. And it's like, <laughs> that's just kind of shows like their lack of humor and it showed their, their kind of lack of self-awareness of the, of the project at large. And this, this definitely infuses a lot of things where, you know, if you have, uh, you know, Sly Stallone as King Char- Shark, 
it's a lot easier to like accept a shark character that way, as dumb as it is, than like sure. trying to yeah. really make it like nobody's like a moody shark, you know. Um, it just sets the and these things don't have to be laugh riots, but just enough mm-hmm. of a little bit of a wink um, <laughs> makes the audience a lot more forgiving and a lot more accepting of. Look, it's ludicrous. It's a ludicrous premise. Right. Um, to pretend right. like it's not is is you can do that, but it's pretty hard to pull off. It's a, it it lowers your chance of landing the plane to a much smaller runway. And uh, mm-hmm. and this this had enough of that where you go okay. Or if the humor is like we're you know, there's stuff I guess that's technically trying to be funny in the first Suicide Squad with Leto and stuff, but not you know. It's not. It's really dark, not landing humor. It's it's not gonna. It's not gonna bring any sympathy to to the viewing experience. If anything, it's more abrasive. But this this kind of guides you into this absurd world, and before you know, you're kind of enjoying it a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. A, that's a really it's all it's all about it. tone, right? This mm-hmm. movie struck a completely different tone than the first Suicide Squad, and you see how effectively this movie used the as you said, Richard. Like it, the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. And it really tapped into that, and it brought the audience along for the ride. The first movie was so straightforward, and and the jokes were so kind of dark that it never really it never really let the audience in on how ridiculous of a premise it is and how fun it could be. Mm-hmm. And I think that the first film suffered very greatly from that, and that's where this film succeeds, where the other one didn't. Where it's like, yeah, this from the very beginning, this invites you to laugh at how ridiculous this is from the jump, and that's a smart move, I think, on James Gunn's Absolutely part. Absolutely is. And I mean, anytime you can work in a dick hurts, um, <laughs> I'm here for it. You have to do it, obviously. <laughs> and noted yeah. Dirk fan of Lil Borg. Um, Dirk <laughs> so, okay. So we talked a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about performances um, in this. You said it was the most you'd liked Robbie Bryan. Uh, how, how yeah. did we? How did we feel about Cena and Idris and Kinnaman and and Sly and Viola Davis? It was it was pretty. That's very cool. Um, and you know, I refer to this only as the new Jai Courtney, but apparently, it's called the Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, that's a good way to differentiate. But <laughs> right. the new right. Jai Courtney, not that old one. <laughs> that's the old Suicide Squad. Uh, but right. yeah, and and then Peter Capaldi. What did you think of the the ensemble on this one? Uh, we'll go Shane first because Brian, I just asked you. Sorry. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I you know the the let's okay. So Brian already got into spoilers a little bit, yeah. so we can we'll just go spoiler up, alert. I mean, yeah, and we're you know we're halfway yeah. in. You're gonna learn stuff. Go spoiler stop and watch the movie. Squad, it's on yeah. streaming. Yeah, um, I mean, it, you know, when they announced the cast that was that large, it was it was fun. Um, and it was exciting because it was like, wow, there's a lot of people in this movie. But immediately you realize, yeah, they're going to kill half them off in the first like 15 mm-hmm. minutes. So I think that was a super smart um, way to do it. But yeah, the way, when they know, put them all in that van and then had them blow it up with their ho- old homemade C4. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tug, no. Tug, Tug. Yeah. You guys okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they owe a lot to McGruber for that scene, I think. Um, no, I, the ensemble was really fun, uh, you know, because people like – Flugaborg and Pete Davidson, you know, and, and, uh, maybe not as much Michael Rooker, but, you know, some of those guys, it's like they're fun bit players and it's great to see him in a movie for 10 minutes, but I don't want to watch him for two and a half hours or whatever. So I think it was really smart to get super famous people to play these, these basically cannon fodder for the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that the cast that does stick around for the, for the bull 
bulk of the movie is is pretty great. I mean, Idris Elba clearly is a insanely attractive, charismatic movie star. You know, Margot Robbie is also gorgeous, and she's a movie star in her own right. And then everybody else was great too. I mean, David Dismalchin, I think, is a completely consistently reliable character actor, and he was great as Polka Dot Man. So I think they really whittled down a nice like group of five six people that carries you through the movie. And I thought the casting was pretty spot on. I I I can't think of any other. Um, like like easy swap outs for like oh you know I would have rather had rather had this person that person I think you probably could have just kept Will Smith Deadshot in in the movie and I probably you know would have been fine but short of that I, you know I think everybody was well cast nobody stuck out to me as uh, particularly odd or off you know what, what was know the story on guys, the uh, on Deadshot not or then not working Will Smith back in other than. From what I from what I understand, it was it was literally it was just James Gunn going like, "Look, I I want to do my own thing, and Deadshot's not really a character that I okay. want to have in the movie." So, um, I kind of feel like Will Smith would have came back if they would have asked Smith him. But Smith I think come back did. and be like, "It's not going to be just Deadshot. It's going to be a whole Deadshot social network <laughs> yeah. with a cologne." <laughs> what about now? Yeah, I, so I. I don't think that there was any like behind the scenes drama of like he got pushed out or whatever. You know, I think it was yeah. just, no, nah, it was like James Gunn was like, no, nah, I want to do my own thing. And everybody at Warner Brothers was probably happy not to have to back the armored truck up to Will Smith's house to, you mm-hmm. know, pay him $50 million mm-hmm. to show up or whatever. So uh, I don't, I, there's no behind the scenes drama that I'm aware of anyway that Will Smith didn't come back. Yeah. I just, I got to say this and it, it upsets 13, 15 year old me massive upgrade yeah it's a massive upgrade and i yeah i think will is probably the best part of that wretched movie um but he's not very good and the the charisma of idris elba is is huge it's just huge compared to current will smith i i hope that will regains that because said many times like like the movie star of of my childhood and um, somebody that, that I, I really do want good movies from and, and presence and everything, but like he, he does not have it currently. And, and Idris Elba has that, I think in spades. I mean, he's just such a, such a charismatic actor at this point. I mean, he's a, obviously he's a beautiful guy, but that's, it's, it's presence too. And it's a big part of it. And that it, the movie that other movie probably is is you know five percent better with Idris just because there's a little bit of competent charisma on screen, a little bit more. And so anyway, I think I think he brings a lot, he brings a lot of presence to that character, and it uh, the the movie's better for it. It needs that. It needs those those types. I, mean, I think Robbie has it too, but in the first one, my gosh, she has no opportunity to ever show that. Um, right. So you you get a little bit of both. But yeah, it's 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 weird how much of a, to me, like a massive upgrade he is at this point. Well, and also the script does a really smart thing, right? James Gunn is a pretty good writer that at the beginning, uh, you know, Amanda Waller tells bloodshot, Hey, I want you to be the leader of this team. Right. And that gives the audience a little bit of mm, leeway because sure. you're right. Idris Elba is so charismatic 
that they're, you're told he's the leader of the team now. And so it's okay that he's more charismatic than everybody else on screen combined, right? In the first Suicide Squad, the leader of the team is supposed to be Rick Flagg. And it's like, that's not going to happen when you have Will Smith and Margot Robbie on screen. Like, no one is paying attention to Joel Kinnaman, you know? Um, so again, I think it was really smart that they threw those notes in of, you're the, you're, I want you to be the leader of the team. You're the leader of the team. Cause it gives you more opportunity to go, okay, yeah, he's awesome. And it's fine that we're spending more time on him than anybody else, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's in, you know, he hasn't really as, as much as he's liked and, and, he hasn't really had that in a film yet. Um, you know, there's a bit, the villain in Hobbs and Shaw, Dark Tower, I think was kind of supposed to be that form. And it's happened, you know, it's happened obviously with The Wire and with Luther. Um, but, you know, he hasn't really had that real, like, huge leading man performance yet. So it's fun to kind of see that come to, finally come to, uh, to light a little bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, so casting worked. What do we work? I mean, I don't want to compare this to like, uh, you know, guardians or things like that just because of gun, but, but only within the context of gun, which, which do you feel was a better fit for his sensibilities? Obviously I think guardians is a slightly more successful film on the whole. Um, but do you think, do you think he, do you think mm-hmm. this got the most out of gun in terms of all of his style choices working outside of that, you know, Disney lets you create a little bit, but you're also going to have to make yeah. things on their scale. Did you enjoy the I, flourishes, or do you like Gun handcuffed a bit? Uh, yeah, I th- I'm going to have the probably the unpopular opinion on this. I I I think that uh, I think that he probably needs some restraint. I think it like this movie is certainly is, on his Twitter <laughs> for real, <laughs> for real. Um, I mean, this is a fittingly R-rated movie. Yeah. And that's this you know, should it, be R rated. Yeah, it, sh- it should it's be R rated. And, and it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it's. I mean, the movie is 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 better for that um, rather than trying to to mute it and stuff. But I definitely think that that, that there's again, I'm I'm not big on hyper violence in in movies and stuff like that. And like head explosions are not something that I'm super into um, when I'm watching a movie. But Other I times, definitely though, think you're into it a little more. <laughs> right right just in real life uh but no the the <laughs> the uh um i i do think that that he probably i think that having to work around restraint is probably good for him to me that's he's he's it's a comedian it's the comedian thing it's like you're you know the what's the george carlin i think the, the, his bit of like it's you know you uh having structure that you have to mm-hmm. makes you funnier yeah. you know um i think having Again, I don't want this to be a PG-13 movie. It's an R-rated movie and it needed to be, but like it would have been interesting to see Warner Brothers try to kind of hem him in a little bit cuz I definitely think that the movie at times gets out of get, gets ridiculous on that front and it's not it it's not as enjoyable as it might be if he was working with a little more constraint. But I I I assume that that is uh like I said an an, an unpopular opinion um but i think that he he probably he probably could this will get old pretty quickly to me if if he's just allowed to run rampant for for five more movies or something i will there will be it will be diminishing returns to me whereas guardians i think has a little more 
has more legs um, on that front. Yeah, what about you? I would, I would actually, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I would split the difference there because interestingly enough, I think from a writing standpoint, James Gunn is better here when he's not kind of, you know, constrained by like the bumper lanes on, on the bowling alley. And so I think this script, some of the character development is better, but visually speaking, um, the guardians of the galaxy movies are much better than these, right? Where they're just, when he's working with an entire team of previs artists and all these pre-production people from Marvel that have a lot more of a say in how a movie is shot than uh, a DC movie is shot. I think that the guardians movies look a lot better than this movie. There wasn't really a ton of, to me, with the exception of the very opening shot where it's like you, you, the camera flips upside down and you realize you were watching Michael Rooker in a puddle. Yeah. Other than that, there literally isn't much in terms of the way of like stylized filmmaking yeah. here. So sure. while I do like the script and I like his sensibilities, because I'm with you, Brian, I'm not like a huge fan of ultra violence and stuff. I do think it can be funny when it's done correctly. And I think some of that happens here, but just his kind of completely off the off the rails story structure not not even structure but i just mean like the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to get so much stuff in as a comic book fan yeah. that i was such a fan of but visually i found the movie a little flat if i'm being honest yeah. like the- uh, that's it thank you because like that's a good way to put to me i was trying to figure out how to say that and i said it very poorly but even as i was watching the movie i'm like this is an r-rated movie it's supposed to be an r-rated movie but i do think that something is i think he could use the structure and to me it's like when he's doing, if you've watched any of, of James Gunn's non-Guardians movies, it's very non-Disney, just in literally every every single aspect yeah. of it, you know? Um, and I think working at Disney with those characters and stuff, and partly it's, it's, it's it has good source material, they're fun characters, they're weird, all that sort of stuff. So that probably, I mean, that helps. That plays into, same here, same here. Those things play into Gunn's sensibilities. But in the... The Guardians movies look better. There's more. There's more visual. I think there's there's a better aesthetic to it, and they're the they're funnier. They're, the the those those movies I think personally are really funny. Like the dialogue is funny. The character interactions are funny, and it kind of feels like in this movie, you're replacing better camera work, better aesthetic, better dialogue, funnier interactions between the characters. For me personally, and if you're you know if you if either of you or any of the listeners had a laugh a minute, then that's, you know, great, whatever. But like you're replacing all that with, isn't it cool when they like super die, <laughs> you know, when they die right. in like really bloody ways and stuff. And that leans more towards uh guns, non Disney work. And for me, I think is, is where you think, man, I wonder if having not being able to do that kind of stuff kind of sharpened the rest of his, his game as he was, he was crafting those movies. So I don't know. Right. Am I off base on that? Cause like, I I'll say, I think some of the, the setups in this are funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Richard, where did you come down on it? Nothing that I laughed at. There was almost no, for me, there was no, especially in terms of characters interacting. There were very, very few laugh out loud yeah. moments to me or great dialogue or pithiness or, mm-hmm. or any of that. It was just like the conceit of those characters walking onto the Island and me knowing think they're all about to die is kind of funny. The way that it all plays out is a funny bit, but I wasn't laughing at any of the bits therein, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, I it's always hard to tell. You know, I, I try to correct that a bit because that is the case, Brian. And I, I certainly have laughed more and perhaps the guardian 
Guardians films, but I saw those in a theater, you know, and this one I watched at yeah, home. And there's something about that. You're just never, you made it, you know, it's hard to tell what would land better with other people laughing around. So, yeah, I don't hold fair. that against it, but I'm with you. I, but I, I did find the, you know, the comic stuff was well done. I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't belly laugh or mm-hmm. anything for sure. So, okay, here's the, here's the question. So we have, uh, we have a successful movie. It it has superheroes in it. How do we make more of it? What what's next? What what <laughs> lessons will we talked about? Hey, just make good movies. They listen to us. They're getting better. That's great. But you know, shareholders will talk, and there's there's always the example on the other side of the river. What what lessons will WB do? You, what lessons do you think they'll learn from this, and what lessons should they learn from this? Shane, you can go first. The lesson that they should learn from this. And this is kind of a continuation of the discussion that we started in 2016 or 2017 when the first one came out. The Suicide Squad, as a, as a comic series, is the perfect movie franchise because it is it is an endless, easy setup to slaughter 80% of the team and then just bring in more ridiculous offbeat characters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. DC Comics, as we know it, has been going strong since like 1939. And so there are hundreds of terrible, silly characters that would be fun to put sure. in Suicide Squad 2, 3, 4, whatever, that you can just mow down or, or you know, or find a, find a writer-director who is passionate about these things like James Gunn and have them, you know, kind of craft these interesting stories, right? I mean, Polka Dot Man has been a joke in in the comics since the late seventies or in or late sixties when he was created, right? I mean, literally, and even in the Lego Batman movie, at the beginning of the movie, they list off a bunch of wacky villains <laughs> right. that are ridiculous, right. and Polka Dot Man is one of them. Right. So Condiment King, uh, yeah, right, the Condiment King, yeah, right. Um, and so I think that way he would be awesome, by the way, in a, <laughs> if they do a sequel. Um, but I think that the lesson that they should learn is that with Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad alone. You've got plenty of opportunity to do more. Just keep Mm -hmm. it its own franchise. Don't worry about it crossing over with anything else. The lesson uh, that they will learn, I I, see, I don't know what the lesson that they're going to, time is only going to tell what they're going to learn. But I think another lesson they should learn is there are dozens of writers and directors who are just as passionate about comics and have been since they were kids. Hire those people. Stop hiring people like Steven Spielberg or whatever, who who do not have the time or interest to care about offbeat characters from the late seventies. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. But there are dozens of these guys that are nerds and hired those guys to craft those movies. Because if you would have told anybody that, you know, James Gunn would have written an emotionally resonant story arc for polka dot man and rat catcher two, right. you know, people would have thought that he was crazy, but he did it and it worked. And it's because he cares and he likes these characters, right? So that's the lesson I hope that Warner Brothers learns is, is hire these guys not based on their clout, right? Whether they're Christopher Nolan or whoever. Hire these guys because they clearly care and they want to make a good movie. And especially with this franchise, they, they know the dregs of like the bottom of the barrel of like, yeah, these are ridiculous. There's seven characters here that are so stupid. I can't wait to put them in a movie, you know? Sure. To me, that's what they should learn. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I would just hope that they keep this separate. And yeah. I, I mean, everything we know about Warner Brothers says that's unlikely. Um but I think that you can get you can get something out of these this franchise by itself trying to bring them into 
the universe at large, I think is a mistake. Cause I think you lose part of the, you know, if whatever allure or charm there is with this movie and with these, these characters and this conceit and stuff, a big part of it is, is that they are the suicide squad that they are dispensable, you know, like they, they disposable, excuse me. Like they don't, they don't matter. And so you can kill off all these characters and it doesn't have any impact on anything. And, um, as long as you have a couple of people who are charismatic, you can do some interesting, fun things with this and it doesn't have to tie into whatever happens in the next iteration of Superman, you know, <laughs> or, or, or whatever right. else. I just, I would hope that that's something that they are smart enough. If you want to bring in blood sport, cause I know Harley Quinn is, there's like eight different Joker projects that are in line right now. And I don't know which ones. Harley Quinn is in and I don't know which ones this Harley Quinn is in to be honest cuz they're all it's a lot it's just a lot to uh to keep up with but like I, you know you you could make a case for uh Bloodsport and and Harley Quinn crossover but the rest of them you know whoever just they were just cycling through um random villains to add to this whole thing I don't know that that could be again for me it's diminishing returns at a certain point Cause I'm not starting at the, the highest of highs anyway. So that's, you know, that's a little bit of it, but you, you can, you could talk me into, this is a pretty easy to make three trilogy, right? Like you, you could, right. you could figure out a way to, to make three of these that are all similar tone, similar characters and similar levels of fun. And I'm going to be like, that's fine. I, I did not hate that. That was cool. And some people will say, I really love that, you know? And so that's a win. And, but I think trying to, Trying to bring this into whatever the the second the Batman you know is going to be would be would be a mistake yeah. personally. And it looks like they're keeping Huge it separate. Mistake. I agree. Yeah, it needs to I stay just that way. my worry was that they try to spin it into like eighteen different streaming TV shows. Like every character now gets his own. Yeah, well, they already are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peacemaker right. already has a series next year from. From Gun, and I don't know. If Which I, I still think is so weird that you picked the one, the the one actor who is completely unfilmable. Like he's just not going to show up right. on screen. It's just going to be a blank screen the whole time. No, <laughs> cannot see him. What did y'all think of Cena? You know, we still haven't got. This was as close to you know. He's such a fun, uh, you know, comedic actor. We haven't found a way fully yet um, to merge that comedic persona that he's kind of earned as like a cameo king in in a lot of different movies. To his obvious bona fides as a as an action star, it's kind of always one or the other. Right. Um, this this started the merge of them pretty well, better than but anything on the, on that scale so far. So um, I saw it as an encouraging sign, and the character is sort of you know the paradox of the character is hilarious, um, and he yeah. you know he can play that earnestly and all that. What about you guys? I mean, look, Cena, John Cena does one thing right. He's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, where it's like. He just has one speed. He's not like a Dustin Hoffman that like disappears into roles. He's just, he plays, you he know, does disappear and, though. Right. Yeah. yeah he absolutely disappears, but yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, pardon my friend, but basically, I mean, he just, he plays a douche. Right. And that's, Shit. he does that so well that, that, uh, you know, I found him funny and amusing for, for the entire movie. Cause it's just, I don't know if anybody can do that confident kind of jerk that he can because he looks so physically intimidating or whatever. So, I don't necessarily know um, 
what this Peacemaker series is going to be. I'm confident that James Gunn wouldn't have pitched it if he didn't think he had a decent enough idea with it. Um, but I like John Cena. I, I Generally speaking, if he's in a movie, there's a smile on my face. I mean, generally speaking, he's in smaller roles. Like, remember him when he was in Sisters and he played like the drug yeah. dealer? He was hysterical in that. It might be his best work. Seriously. Yeah. So he, was, yeah. he was great in that small uh, cameo in um, Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer yeah. movie. So that's, I like John Cena. His you know, peak as a comedic actor. He's so sure. funny in that movie. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. So really I, this will really be an interesting test of seeing can John Cena lead an entire TV series? You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Time will tell. But all that to say, like, I'm interested. I'm going to watch it, you know. Sure. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was good. It was, a, it was an improvement. I thought he was pretty solid in Fast Nine, but this was, this was better. So, I mean, good summer for him, obviously. But yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought he question, was relatively compelling. Question yeah. for both of you. Was there anybody in the cast? Let, let's take like Idris Elba, Margot Robbie off the table. Obviously, you've seen those folks in movies. You know they can deliver the goods. Was there anybody else in the cast that, that stepped up that you were like, whoa, like this person rocks, you know, or I, I didn't know this person or I thought they were great? Um, I mean, I think I think David, I can't. I always want to small say Dalmatian, is his and, it, and I know name, it's yeah. not right, but it's like how it comes out of my brain. Anyway, <laughs> I have named dyslexia, uh, Richard, <laughs> good, as you good. know. Um, There's no known cure. But, uh, yeah, I thought, have a chicken I, I parm was... and just see if you can kind of reset. <laughs> yeah, I'm a quarter Italian. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, so you, I can order chicken parm whenever wow. I want. Shane, are you a quarter Italian? Do you have yeah. any Italian blood? There you go. Yeah, absolutely. The Italians okay. call it okay, Parmigiana. Good. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Cool. Well, you're you're allowed. If you you're listening, you're not at least a quarter of Italian. You're not allowed to order uh, chicken parm when you go out. Uh, no, the the uh, you know I thought he was pretty good because like I, I mean I've seen him in plenty of stuff. I know he's in like the the, the Dark Knight. You know, I mean yeah. And he's in uh, he's Ant-Man. fun in Ant Man and the Wasp. That whole there, that setup. But like it was different to see him. It was nice to see him do something a little bit different. That get like. If he might have the most like range of anybody in in the movie, as far as at least as far as his his character goes and stuff, I I'm, I know that Idris Elba and Margot Robbie are incredibly talented actors, but I just mean character wise in this movie, I thought I thought he was he was pretty solid. One that I don't though, like this is a big down for me. I love Viola Davis; I think she's a queen. I hate 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 that she's in these movies. She she should not be. She should. Fire her agent. I know she's getting paid. Yeah, lets her do it's the other stuff and still build the deck yeah. on the back of her house. So yeah, I hate right. her. I hate her in these movies. I I hate that character. I know you're supposed to hate that character, but I don't hate it the way I don't hate the character the way that you're supposed to hate it. I just am like it's. I never want her to be on screen ever in this thing, and she's so much better than this, and she she should not be in these movies. It's <laughs> that's it, it that's kind of why I like her though, is because to me she's such a like that level of like. Angela Bassett, Meryl Streep, like that kind of like Helen Mirren, like yeah. level of royalty that to see her like in these movies, I'm like, you are slumming I, I, it and I'm yeah, terrified no, of you. No, to be clear, I'm a big fan of of great actors slumming it in in paycheck roles or cameos or or whatever. I love that. I just think that this one sucks so hard that it it's such a that character is worth a, a letter grade downgrade every time that she's it's terrible it is a terrible to me just just a terrible terrible character and i want more i want better for viola davis who is a queen and deserves our love and this is just 
It's the absolute worst. I hate it. I small hate it so small much. nitpick here. Uh, Richard, back me up if you have any experience, but uh, I'm I'm fairly confident. You whack somebody in the head with a driver. They're not they're not getting up. You don't just put a bag of ice on that. I uh, yeah. Maybe I could. I'm my swing's pretty weak. <laughs> yeah. Maybe survive with me. I I was honestly I'm not kidding. I was honestly hoping she was dead because that would free Viola Davis from this any further. That would be that would be my uh my biggest <laughs> please let this happen. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I it was she she doesn't uh she doesn't deserve this. She should not be put through this kind of thing anymore. Uh, favorite character death was it Jai Courtney or Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Strongly agree. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll watch Jai Courtney in movies. He's not Melbourne. great, but I'll yeah. watch him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In the future, we'll all go see the new Jai Courtney movie. <laughs> yeah, so the new Jai Courtney. <laughs> I mean, we're living in that future. Godspeed. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you think we should cover before we grade this bad boy out? What'd y'all think of Star thing? The Starro the, the Conqueror. Oh, just yeah. real quick, yeah, yeah. real quick backstory. Yeah, so please. Starro the Conqueror was the first. Yeah. So Starro the Conqueror was the first villain that the Justice League ever fought in the comics in the early sixties. Um. So so like the the first cover of the Justice League comic. Uh, you can see like Green Arrow and Superman and Batman like fighting Starro. So again, it's cool to me that James Gunn like picked you know a character that has a little history. Right? Again, it goes over ninety five percent of people's heads. But for dorks like me that read a lot of DC comics, it was like oh cool respect. You know, you picked a cool uh, thing. The same with uh, just a quick shout out to the Corto Maltese. That was a uh, like a Southern American uh, island nation that. Uh, Frank Miller created for the Dark Knight Returns, so it was cool to see that just oh, get a cool. name drop as well. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, the villain was absolutely ridiculous, uh, but it, but it fit the tone of the rest of the movie, right? Because the idea of a Suicide Squad or a Task Force X is ridiculous as well. Um, so, did I think it was silly? Yeah, but did it fit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it just seemed wacky and like whatever. Of course, they're fighting a starfish because it also, you know, a lot of the times when you think of these movies, like whether it's the Avengers or the justice league or whatever, that's a common complaint when, when the the heroes have a solo movie is it's like, man, the city really seems in trouble. Like why hasn't Spider-Man called the Avengers to help? Right. It's like the starfish seemed just stupid enough that it was like, you could absolutely imagine if someone called Batman, he'd be like, no, (laughs) like I'm not going to help (laughs) you with that. You know, you can take care of a starfish on your own. So I, I thought it was silly. It was ridiculous and it, and it worked. You know, it was, I didn't bother me much. I thought it was fine. What about you guys? Well, your context helps me a lot. I was very confused by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. But yeah, no, that's kind of interesting. That's the first villain. I liked uh, Capaldi as kind of the, the face of the, of the, you know, the human face of it. Um, right. That, that worked. But yeah. Okay. That makes sense now. It seemed, it seemed, but it was like, again, to my point earlier, like, they set up enough ridiculousness where they could do that. Whereas if they had done that in the first film, it would have been so much easier to make fun of it. But Brian, what about you? Yeah. I, I mean, it, to me, it was kind of like a lot of this movie where it was, it, it's like, it was fine. Like I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I mean, your context does help Shane. I had no idea, but that's, um, it was, it was fine. It was a, it was an, it was a funny conceit. And then after about a couple minutes, I was like, "I'm kind of done with this," but but that's fine. It wasn't it wasn't offensive in its 
badness or or overdoneness or anything like that. And and you're right, it is it is kind of fitting. And I guess that's it's definitely um, different <laughs> than what we get in a lot of these movies, you know. So, and it was. I will give the maybe my biggest piece of credit to, that I will give it is that it kept saying the city is mine, and so you like this is a very dumb uh, positive, I guess, but. We get, I get real tired of every single movie that the, the world is about to end, you know, if, right. if the hero doesn't. And in this case, it's just like, it's just this city. So that's, that's better, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it was a very odd thing. And when the, the guy in the, the technician or whatever in the room is like, it's a kaiju or whatever, I was like, okay, I've had enough. That's, we've, we've, we've gone as far as I'm willing to go with this, but it was, it was fine. Yeah. Well, same here. Well, that is, the Suicide Squad, the new Jai Courtney, not to be confused the with State. Suicide Squad, the old, busted, right? Jai Courtney masterpiece. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this was this was yeah. We're we're encouraging. So we'll uh, we'll we'll throw some grades around here. Uh, we'll go to you first, Bry guy. What you what do you give the Suicide Squad? I'm gonna give it. I'm just gonna give it a nice B plus. Wow, higher than I expected. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't. Uh, I might bring that down to a B when it's done. But like, it it certainly helped that I watched the the first one a couple of days before I watched yeah. this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that framed expectations like, really if well. If you would have done uh, a double feature, you'd have given this one an yeah. A plus. Yeah, I yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This is Citizen Kane. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So no, I mean, there's stuff. That I, I Idris was great. Margot Robbie was really fun. I, I maybe the, sorry, I, I, I hate when I, I know every, it's annoying when I drag out the grade, but the, when, when, uh, Harley Quinn shoots the, the dictator guy, yeah. just full on murders him. I thought that was the funniest scene in the, in the movie. <laughs> like her whole little, her monologue afterwards of like, I'm working on myself and this is, you know, one of the part of that process and stuff I thought was, was really funny and sort of, redeeming of a character that i think really needs to be the the framing and needs to be changed significantly um on that character but anyway i I thought i thought the the three leads were really really pretty solid and it was uh it was entertaining enough and there was there was good enough spots where like if this pops up again um on tnt or something it does that exist anymore i don't know like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be jumping to turn it off as fast as possible like I am with some of these other movies and it, it feels like a step in the right direction if if Warner Brothers DC is is smart enough to to follow that path. So anyway, uh, I'll I'll go with a, a B plus. What about you, Shane? Uh I'd give it an A minus. Um I, I thought this was much more in line with what I wanted the first Suicide Squad movie to be. Um, I think the only things that bring it down for me a little a, a bit are just as we talked about earlier. There's just there seems to be a little bit of a of a lack of a visual style, a visual flair to it. Um, that especially the Guardians of the Galaxy had, and I just missed it a little bit. Um, and then also, I, I just feel like uh, you know, as we as we as we talked about a long time ago, I part of the Suicide Squad that I think is kind of interesting is that kind of philosophical nature of what does it mean to be a bad guy versus a good guy, right? And the Suicide Squad, the the first movie, tried to have an awkward conversation about that and failed miserably. I thought James Gunn might take a swing at that again hmm. and have a scene that's kind of a philosophical nature of 
what is it like to be told you're a bad person for your whole life? Mm. Um, and because he didn't, I, I missed it a little bit. So those are why I took it down a peg. But I mean, solid A minus. Like I'll probably pick this up on DVD. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch it again, you know. So yeah, I, I thought it was good. Certainly leaps and bounds better than uh, the first one for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B minus, which is also leaps and bounds better than the first one for sure. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, B minus for me, but yeah, definitely. Hey man, if they, if they want to churn out, you know, movies in the B's a couple times a year, uh, that's, that's a huge turnaround for, for WB and, and then, you know, then, then when you get lucky on one and it really hits, you, you have that, that ground, uh, it's not all zeros and then one 100 there. Mm All righty. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Shane, it's been a while. Yeah. What do we have coming out soon from DC? And, and we've got the Batman next year. I assume you'll you'll be interested in viewing and talking about that. Yeah, I would imagine okay. so. Uh, the Batman's coming out next year, and I believe the Flash That's movie the movie's is never coming, coming out. out next year. The movie will never come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. yeah, it keeps getting pushed back. Who knows? I mean, that movie could or could not ever come out. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I don't know of, of any other DC movies that are in production at the moment. Um, but, 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 you know, uh, just to add to it, the other thing that we do have to, t- uh, the, to look forward to, I suppose, if you're interested is that, uh, as we talked about, the peacemaker is getting his own series that will premiere on HBO max in January of next year. So that will be available for your viewing pleasure. If you liked John Cena's character, you can watch a couple more episodes of him doing stuff, I guess. Sounds good. Sounds good. Some stuff come around the corner. I'm excited for the Batman. I'm pumped for that. So. Yeah, same. Um, hopefully, it's cool. Alrighty. Well, this was this was a good talk. Um, uh, Kent will be back next week, hopefully. You know, unless there's a we'll see. There's a major. We'll yeah, see. really at the he's really at the whim of Aaron Rodgers, um, and the and uh, Dan Campbell. You know, Dan Campbell could just do something crazy up there in Detroit, and you know, you never know. Kent's whole life is over for three days, so. Guy. Um, he gets enough yeah. caffeine in him. He, we don't know what could happen. Right? He bit a reporter today. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Kent. All right, we'll call <laughs> Shane. Whole podcast. Get, sorry, man. Let's yeah. call Megan. Yeah, and somehow again, the reporter was cool bit with a reporter it? again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, appreciate Shane. You filling in, pitch hitting. Always great to talk DC with you. And uh, yeah. we will. We'll see you all soon, Brian. What do we got next week? What are we talking? I think next week's free guy. Oh, fine. Which is getting good yeah, reviews. I'm shocked at getting that. Getting good reviews. Shocked yeah, at the good reviews. That. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I expected that to be kind Should of be a, a guilty time at the movies. Yeah, I expected that to be a guilty pleasure, and it looks like it's actually just kind of good. So that's cool. All right, my friends. Well, we will talk soon, and we will see all of you soon at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 